0: And now for the show Reflecting on Classic Radio Hollywood 360 with your
1: host, Carl Lamar. Who's that
2: strange looking man thing you? That's Carl. Cool. I met him
3: at the laundry man. Sam, sweetheart.
2: I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The
0: Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Benger.
1: This is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits.
0: Want to hear the
3: most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) Guys! 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 Fellas, did we could listen to the radio or something?
4: Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will conclude the Jack Benny program from 1950. Then, William Johnstone stars as Lamont Cranston, alias The Shadow, from 1941. By my side is my executive producer, Mike Costello. What's up, Mike? Hey, Carl. I want to tell you, the more I hear Jack Benny, the more I like it. Wow. Well, yeah, Jack Benny was, you know, he was on the air a long, 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 long time. And then he, of course, made movies. He had a long-time television show. He had TV specials. He was often a guest on The Johnny Carson Show. He was just an amazing, amazing personality. He was born in Chicago, grew up in Waukegan, Illinois, and he was on the air from 1932 all the way to 1955. And then, of course, his television series even longer. But he just was uh, he was just one of those special guys, probably the most famous radio comedian of the golden age of radio and we, we play a lot of Jack Benny here we sure do and we're going to listen to the conclusion we started last time to this broadcast from February 5th 1950 here's the conclusion now to the Jack Benny program
3: <laughs>
4: Dennis why don't you stop with that silly stuff <laughs> Okay,
5: but how
6: about my raise?
5: Forget the raise. You're making plenty of money with your two shows and your personal appearance.
6: Dennis, are you making
2: your personal appearance?
6: Yeah, Mr. Benny booked me into the Cronkite Rendezvous. <laughs> uh, the Cronkite Rendezvous? That's funny. I saw the floor show last night, Dennis, but I didn't see you. Oh, I was stuck in the turnstile. <laughs>
5: I better get back on the stage. Oh, Jack, we've been waiting for you. I got other things to worry about, like Rochester, for instance. I can't understand why he wouldn't... Hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. I got a phone number here that he... I'll bet I'll find him there. Here it is. Mary, hand me the phone. Here you are. Thanks.
6: Now, Jack, don't get too mad at him.
5: Leave it to me, Mary. Bet you I'll find Rochester here Hello, hello
6: Hello, this is the Harlem Social Benevolent and Spare Rivers Every Thursday Club <laughs> uh,
5: I'm looking for Rochester, is he there? Come again? I'm looking for Rochester Van Jones, he works for me
6: Are you Mr. Benny? Yes Uh-oh
5: <laughs> What do you mean, uh-oh, is Rochester there or not?
6: Well, this place was on his itinerary But as soon as he won, he left. He won? Yeah. But next time, we won't be so sympathetic.
5: What do you mean, sympathetic?
6: When Rochester came through the door on one knee, we thought he was hurt. So the benevolent members of our club knelt down to see what was the matter. Uh Uh-huh. And before we could diagnose the case, we were in a game of Harlem (laughs) Canasta.
5: Look, you've got your games mixed up. Canasta's played with cards.
6: Mr. Benny, when you're trying to make sevens, the equipment you use is irrelevant, immaterial, and has no bearing on the point. <laughs>
5: I guess so. Anyway, do you know where Rochester could be now?
6: You might try Monument 21099. That's his girlfriend. Thank you. Well, do you have any luck, Jack?
5: No, but the man gave me another number. I'll try this one. I'll find Rochester if I have to call every place in Harlem.
6: Hello, Mamie Brown, the sweetest gal in town, talking. Uh, Miss Brown,
5: uh, uh, this is Jack Benny.
6: Oh. Look,
5: I'm trying to get in touch with Rochester. Is he there?
6: He was here.
5: Oh. Well, do you think he'll come back?
6: In all modesty, I can guarantee that. <laughs>
5: Well, when he returns, will you please tell him to call my hotel? And you can also tell him I'm stopping his salary.
6: Oh, that ain't gonna bother him. He now owns the building that houses the Harlem Social Benevolent and Sparrows every Thursday Club.
5: Oh, yes, I heard about that. He wins from everybody, doesn't he?
6: Yeah. When I opened the door and he came in on one knee, I thought it was a proposal.
5: Oh. Well, where do you think I can reach him now?
6: Well, he left a number here. Lehigh four
5: one five nine eight. Lehigh four one five nine eight. Is that another girl?
6: If it is, I'm gonna cut your brown suit to ribbons.
5: <laughs> no, no, don't do that, and thanks for giving me the number. Goodbye.
6: Goodbye. Lehigh
5: four one five nine eight. Oh, Jack, we've well, got to get on with the program. In a minute, Don. Well, at least I'm making some progress. I'll catch up with Rochester
6: yet. Well, hello, Lennox Avenue. Come as you are, cocktail bar. <laughs> uh
5: now look, Mr uh, Mr. Uh, David Copperfield speaking. Well, look, David, I'm trying to... I'm trying to get in touch with Rochester Van Jones. Uh Uh-oh. This is Jack Benny. You heard me. Uh Uh-oh, didn't you? What about Rochester? Is he there? No, he just left. Oh, then he can't be very far.
6: Well, I don't know. It's amazing how he gets around on one knee. (laughs) Oh, he
5: won from you, too, huh?
6: Yeah, and please make this short. I'm cold standing here without my pants.
3: (laughs) not interested
5: in that. When Rochester left, did he leave a number? No, sir. He made every one of them.
3: (laughs) Well, never mind.
5: Thank you. Goodbye.
6: You can't find him, eh, Jack?
5: No. And David Copperfield didn't know where he was, either. (laughs) Who? Never mind. You wouldn't believe it, Mary. Mary, I don't know where else, but I'll get it.
6: Hello? Hello, boss, where have you been all week?
5: Where have I been? Rochester, I haven't seen you since we arrived in town. And I called every hot spot in Harlem that has a telephone. At the hot ones you can't
6: hear it ring. I don't doubt that.
5: Now look, you knew there was a lot of unpacking to do. My clothes had to be pressed. Now, when you got off the train, where did you go?
6: Boss, when I left the railroad station, I went right to the door of your hotel. Ready to work. Uh-huh. And just as I was about to enter, a black cat crossed my path. And you know how superstitious I am.
5: I know, I know. But Rochester, couldn't you walk around the cat?
6: I did and wound up at 125th
3: Street.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. Well, Rochester, I want to ask you something.
3: Yes, boss?
5: You know this is February, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. And you know that February is the month of George Washington's birthday. Uh Uh-huh. And George Washington is the symbol of truth. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Rochester, with that in mind, I want you to answer this question. Did you or did you not wear my brown suit? Well... Rochester, answer me. Did you or did you not wear my brown suit?
6: Boys, would you mind rephrasing that question to give George a little more leeway? (laughs) I'm not
5: rephrasing anything, and I haven't time to argue with you. Where are you right now?
6: Uh, just a minute. Uh... What's this address here, sugar? 31 Lennox Avenue, honey. 31 Lennox Avenue, honey. <laughs> Rochester,
5: who are you talking to? Is that Mamie Brown, the sweetest gal in town? No,
6: this
3: is Rebecca of
7: Sunnybrook Farm. Well,
5: Rochester, I don't care who you're with. I want you to get over to my hotel immediately. There's a lot of work to do, and I want it done right away.
6: Yes, sir. Just a minute, boss. Say, sugar, I got to go now. Okay, Rochester. But don't forget, you're taking me to the Savoy Ballroom tomorrow night. Oh, I can't do that, sugar. I'm taking Mamie Brown. You ain't going to the Savoy Ballroom with nobody but me, Rochester. Oh, yes, I am. Rochester, if I catch any other girl there with you, she ain't going to have an enchanted evening. What? She's going to meet a stranger across a crowded room (laughs) (laughs) Honey And once I've found her, I'll never let her go
5: Rochester, what's going on there?
6: She's auditioning for a part in South Pacific (laughs) Well, you listen to me and get right over to my hotel
5: Goodbye Goodbye I don't know why it is I have the same trouble with them Every time I come to New York Ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned at the start of the program, we are here for the opening of the 1950 Heart Campaign. And so at this time... I would like to introduce Dr. H.M. Marvin, President of the American Heart Association. Dr. Marvin.
0: Jack, I want to thank you and your entire cast on behalf of the American Heart Association for coming to New York to open the 1950 Heart Campaign. Heart disease is our greatest challenge because it takes more lives than any other illness and causes tremendous disability. In radio, you have a sponsor to back your show. The American Heart Association, however, must count on the American public to back its program. The need is very great, and in order to meet it, we have set a goal of $6 million to be used for research, for education, and for community service. The dollars contributed by the tremendous audience now listening to this broadcast could assure the success of this campaign. We are confident that the public will give its support wholeheartedly. With your permission, Jack, I'd like to suggest that the listeners to this program be asked to send their contributions directly to you, Jack Benny, at Box 500, New York City.
5: Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be broadcasting again from New York City, and don't forget, in the meantime, send your heart fund donations to Jack Benny, Box 500, New York City. And uh, don't worry, folks, I don't get any of the money. I mean, they they just promised to let me count it. (laughs)
3: Good night,
5: everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, send your heart fund donations to Jack Benny, Box 500, New York City. Sure to hear Dennis Day and a day in the life of Dennis Day. Stay tuned for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately.
4: That's the Jack Benny program from February 5th, 1950. Jack Benny and all his gang. He is staying at the Acme Plaza in New York City Fun Show, sponsored by Lucky Strike. But Mike removed all of the Lucky Strike commercials because we don't want you to smoke. It's heard on CBS. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's The Shadow. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio Shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month I'll hand select 10 more of the Greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to classicradioclub.com to join and receive your first ten classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's classicradioclub.com or call toll free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood
4: 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. I want to remind you to join our classic radio club, or at least learn all about it. Go to our website, classicradioclub.com, if you love classic radio shows. You'll get 10 shows sent to you each and every month. And these are 10 shows that I actually hand select for my 100,000 classic radio shows. I pick the biggest and best shows, the most interesting shows, the biggest stars. I write all about it, send you those notes about the show, historical information, fun facts, along with the uh, amazing quality sounding classic radio shows. And we have to tip our hat to Mike Costello because he takes the those shows and work some kind of magic with them. What uh, you do all kinds of stuff to make them sound yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, do a few things to them. Yeah, you know. they they sound good to start, but you get yeah. rid of all of the clicks and pops, and you equalize them really great. So when people get them, they sound like as if they were being broadcast now. Yeah, yeah it's just Pretty amazing much. with what you do with them, Mike. I, I do really, what I can with them. Yeah, amazing work. So do join the Classic Radio Club, or just go to our website, learn all about it. Classic Radio Club. Dot com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, it's time for The Shadow. Let's go back to March 9, 1941, for Murder Underground, starring William Johnstone as Lamont Cranston, with Marjorie Anderson as the lovely Margot Lane. Part 1 now of The Shadow.
1: The mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the shadow, Cranston is gifted with hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's story Murder Underground. In the metropolis, the riverfront by day presents a noisy, boisterous cross section of our city life. The docks are crowded with shouting workers.
3: The
1: The air is filled with the sound of motors, the creak of giant cranes, the grunting and puffing of tiny tugs and mighty ocean liners. And from above, we hear the steady hum of motor cars as they travel in an endless stream across the bridge that spans the river. This, then, is the riverfront by day. But at night, at night we find a different picture. A quiet, an unearthly quiet descends upon the scene. The docks are deserted now. And from the river itself we hear only the mournful moan of a lone tramp steamer slipping out to the open sea. A cold, damp fog embraces the streets and the buildings on it. A blinding fog. An eerie, mysterious fog that masks the movements of those who live within it. At night, no one is ever seen on these streets. They are heard. They are felt. But never seen. Near the shadow of the bridge in a fog-shrouded building, two of these people of the night are to be found. A mother and her son. The son is just returning home.
8: Is that? Me, hey, Johnny. Uh, did you tell the boys?
7: Yeah. Thanks to the fog, I'm pulling the boat in under the house now.
8: Good. What's you after this time?
7: A load of silk. I just landed it this morning. I've been casing the job all day. It ain't going to be easy. It's
8: never easy. Where's the stuff?
7: From? Warehouse nine. They got four watchmen on the job.
8: You've taken care of that many before, son.
7: I know, but the heat's on now. Since that last job, we pulled Weston double the number of coppers on River Patrol.
8: You've taken care of them before, too? Yeah,
7: yeah, and I can take care of them again. What was that?
3: Oh,
8: what?
7: That noise from upstairs.
8: Why, I heard no noise. Somebody's
7: upstairs and I'm gonna find out who Oh,
8: wait a minute, son Wait, now, don't get excited Oh,
7: there is someone there, huh? Who is it?
8: Uh, Just a boarder
7: A boarder?
8: Yes, he moved in today
7: Where'd he come from?
8: He bought an apple from my stand Poor chap was looking for a place to live, he was so I brought him here and rented him a room
7: Up to your old tricks, huh?
8: What you mean, son?
7: You don't know why you brought that guy here
8: well, I don't know what you're talking about I'm
7: talking about them slot machines The cops that got stored under the bridge Oh,
3: no,
7: You're son. planning to drop that guy through the hole you got in the back wall Make him bust open the machines and hand you up the nickels And then leave him for the rats
8: Now, look here, son That's I...
7: what you've done with the last guy He's just a border, son. Look, I'm running a million-dollar business here, see? A million-dollar business in hijacked goods. And you're going to spoil the whole thing for a measly handful of nickels.
2: That ain't so. That ain't so. At all. You're getting
7: that bum out of here right now. All right, all right. That's the signal. The boys are down below on the boat. I gotta go. We should be back here by midnight. Keep a lookout. If there's any patrol boats around... Have a light on in the upstairs bedroom. Oh, no. And get rid of that guy.
4: That's the first portion of The Shadow. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to the shadow.
8: Suppose I must get rid of him. But I hate to pass up all that money. Oh my. Mr. Magoli?
1: Yes?
8: Would you come down here, please? Oh, okay. Why does Johnny make me please. <coughs> well, what is it, ma'am? I... I must ask you to leave. Why? What's wrong? My son. My son don't want me to take in boarders.
7: I see. Well, uh, let me have my rent money back then.
8: Your money back? You you want your money back? Well, certainly.
7: I paid you a week in advance, didn't
8: I? I don't want to give up the money. It's mine now. See, it's mine.
7: Well, look, either give me
1: back the money or I stay here.
8: Uh, You'll stay if you don't get the money? Yes, ma'am. I see. <laughs> well, I tried. I tried to make you go, didn't I? And you refused. So there's nothing I can do about it, is there?
1: No, ma'am. Not a thing.
8: Well, then, as long as you're in here, Mr. Magoney I use a little favor I want you to do for me. A little favor for a poor old lady. Come with me. Come along. Come with me. That's it. Keep Emily. They won't be long now. Hey, what's that? Don't stop, don't stop now. There's rats down here. hundred of them. Ah, oh, big fellow like you ain't going to let a few rats bother him, are you? They're all around my feet. The floor's covered with the... Ah, oh, Mr. Magoni. They're biting me. Hurry, then. I... We've got to get that money. All of those nickels. Just think of them, Mr. Magoni. Hurry. Hurry, he's right. Good now. Keep yeah. hammering. You'll break the machines open in no time. That's it. Now, tie that bucket to the rope. I'll pull it up. I I, I can't find a rope. floor the light a little... There you are! Hey, he's writhing, rat- crawling over my legs now. Oh, hurry. you fool! Tie that bucket to the rope. There's no time to lose. Right, I, I found it. That's it, That's it. Now I'll pull it up here. Here it comes! Hurry up! Here it comes! Uh, I can't at last, I've got it. come lower the rope for me. The rats are crawling all around me. Oh, Money, all of it's mine. Hey, put that light back down lower that rope. The rats are coming and go. That's what you get. get That's what you get for being a thief.
1: <laughs> well, Margo, this is the place we're looking for. Number 6, River Street.
2: Gotham, Imagine living in a house like that. Hmm. It needs to be built right against the base of the bridge. Wonder why an... <laughs> Oh goodness, Mamma, did you see that?
1: Yes, I saw it. A
2: cat ran right in front of me, almost tripped me.
1: Uh that wasn't a cat, Marco.
2: Well, what was it? A rat. Maman, well, a rat. That
1: side? Yes. A common sight here on the riverfront. Good. Especially heaven. at night. Maybe I better ring a green... again again. Uh, no one seems to Yes.
8: Yeah. Can I be of assistance? Oh, good evening. Good evening.
1: Are you the landlady?
8: I'm the owner of this house.
1: I see. Well, uh, I wonder if we might see Mr. Joseph McGoney, please.
8: Uh, McGoney?
1: Yes, I understand that he's living here with you. But my name is Cranston. Mr. McGoney was a former gardener of mine.
8: Oh, what reason have you to believe that he lives here?
1: Well, I uh, I received a postcard from him this morning asking for his old job back.
8: Oh. are you sure you have the right address?
1: Why yes, uh, you have the card there, haven't you, Margot?
8: Yes, here it is. You see, the address is Six River Street. It's Six River Street, all right. But I have no rumors at all right now. The house is vacant.
1: Oh, I, I see.
8: Sorry not to be able to help you. Well, that's uh,
1: that's quite all right.
8: I'll keep an eye out for him though. i remember his name. Uh, Magoney, did you say?
1: Yes, Joseph Magoney.
8: Good night.
1: Good night.
2: Good night. Well, what do you suppose could have happened to him, Lamarck? I don't
1: know. I, I don't understand
2: it. Well, there's no way of finding him tonight. I guess you'll just have to wait until you hear from him again. He'll probably Margo. send another card or something. Margo. What?
1: Quicken your pace. Not noticeably. What is it? I hear footsteps behind us. Someone is following us. Oh, I see. Now, wait a minute, you two. better stop, Martha. Where are you running off to? <laughs> It's a policeman, Mark. You're not going oh. to know that... Oh, holy smokes, it's Mr. Klan. <laughs> that's right. How are you, Kelly? Oh, fine, sir, fine. <laughs> I'm after thinking that I'm killing a couple of desperate
2: characters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you uh, know Miss Lane, don't you? No. Didn't I waltz with her at the policeman's ball? So and a right. wonderful
2: waltz it was, Mr. Uh, Kelly.
1: Thanks to you, ma'am. But uh, tell me what brings you people down to a neighborhood like this. Well, I was looking for a man who used to work for me, but uh, we couldn't seem to locate him.
2: What is that?
1: Please patrol boat. A bit of trouble up in the river, I guess. That ain't no novelty down here. Well, uh, we'll cut through this tunnel and under the bridge. It's the shortest way to the center of town.
2: Officer... What's behind all these iron doors?
1: City uh, city storage vault, they keep confiscated slot machines in there, kinds and all of them. Uh, they don't destroy them till they get a cart order.
2: Hmm. Wouldn't be bad to get in there and get all that money. Well, you wouldn't be
1: saying that, ma'am, if you knew what it was like inside. There was a man who found that out only last week. Oh, well, what happened, Kelly? It's a gruesome story. It happened just a week ago tonight. Me and another copper walking through the tunnel here, just like we are now... It's a bitter, cold night, and the wind is howling like a lovesick banshee. Then above the wind, faintly at first, we hear the cry of a human voice from inside the vault. Kelly, did you hear that? Yes, it it sounds like like someone in the vault. We'd better investigate.
7: Ah, but that place is full of rats. Half-starved man-eating rats. We can't go in there. I've got the keys here, and I'm going in.
1: Get your club ready, McCaffrey. right. Flash your light. Oh, mother of mercy. Look. Look at them rats. Millions of them. Look over there in the corner. It's a man. The body of a man.
7: I'm sure we can never get through to him, Kelly. We've got to call the riot squad quick. By the time the riot squad got there, nothing
1: was left of the poor devil. Oh, how oh. How did he get in there? Uh, we never found out. But you know, ever since then, every night when I pass by here, I keep thinking I hear the voice of that unfortunate man crying out against them demons, Night. I... I just imagined I heard it then. That's not your imagination. There is someone in there. Kelly, where are the keys? are uh, right here. Sir. Give them to me, quickly.
2: Hurry. Hurry, Lamont. Oh, the crying has stopped. He's given up.
1: Now stand back, Margot. I'm opening the door. Oh! Loud. Close the door quickly. Yes, Keep sir. that swarm inside. Right.
2: yeah he, he's unconscious.
1: Help me turn him over, Kelly. Yes,
2: sir. Yeah. There, officer. Is he dead, Lamont?
1: Yes. Do you know who this is? It's the man we've been looking for. It's Joe Magone. You uh... You won't mind dropping around to the morgue tomorrow morning to identify the body now, will you, Mr. Cranston? I'll be there, Kelly.
2: Is there any place near here that we can get a cup of coffee, off, to Kelly? My nerves need a bit of steadying.
1: Uh, yes, ma'am, right at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I'll walk you down. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, when you talked to headquarters, Kelly, uh, did you get word through to the commissioner that I wanted to have Magone's death investigated? I did that, sir. But the commissioner said they have no time for it tonight. Well, why not? Uh, there's that devil to pay in this neighborhood right now. A gang of river pirates just looted Warehouse Nine. Every available man on the force is calm in the district for them. Well, uh, here's your lunchroom. I'll have to be leaving, you know. Well, thank you, Kelly, for all you've done. Not at an all, sir. Good night dear ma'am. Good night. Good night. night. Well, come on, Margot. Let's go inside.
2: All right. Hey, what about that apple pie? Cut it up. i sit on to sit at the counter or on the table.
1: Oh, I think a table would be better, Margot. You just want coffee?
2: Yeah, that's all, Hank. All right. Good evening.
1: Well, good evening. We'd like two cups of coffee, please.
2: Two cups delicious coffee, right? For that experience, coffee will be mighty welcome. Well. Yeah. Good
1: evening, Nick. Oh, good evening, Mary. Margot. Well, you're look. Fine. What? There's the woman who entered the door yes. number you're six. From the looks of that yes. you must have sold a
2: bottle of apples today. I <laughs>
8: had a very good day. People are very kind to no a poor old with a woman like me. Yes.
2: Come on. Look at that pile of nickels. Yes. I don't know if I can give you bills for all those nickels tonight, Mary. I haven't got that much money
1: in
7: the place.
8: You'll be grateful for as much as you can spare, Nick.
7: How about uh, $5 worth? That'll be fine. I'll just count
8: them out here.
1: All right. You. Oh. Hey, here you are. Two cups of coffee. Delicious. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, say, uh, waiter. Yes? That uh, old lady standing at the counter. Just what does she do? Old Mary? She's got an apple stand up on the bridge. Oh, she seems to do very well at it. Sure. Well, she don't often make as much as she's got tonight. <laughs> she usually only sells about a dollar's worth. She to run into one of them philanthropists. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll pay for these now. Uh, more nickels? Uh, keep the change. Oh, thank you. I don't know why, Margot, but I sense a vague connection between all those nickels that the old lady made today and the nickels in the machines under the bridge.
2: You mean that you think that she does know something about Magoni?
1: Well, it's worth investigating. When our old Applebender leaves, we're following her. I'm curious to learn just what goes on at Number 6 River Street. Come on.
2: He's gone into
1: Number 6. Yes. We'll stand here in this doorway for a few minutes, Margot. See if we can detect any activities from outside the house.
2: Oh, if this fog would clear. Margot. Yo
1: yeah. Do you remember your remarking how the house was built right against the base of the bridge?
2: Yes
1: Look at the house again The side wall is right next to the storage vault where they keep the slot machines Of course That might explain how Joe McGoney got into that vault
2: Oh, well, Lamont, do you think Shh, that should might...
1: Quiet Door's opening now, The old lady's coming out again Yes
2: And she's carrying a lighted lantern in her hand I wonder what she's up to Now,
1: now look She's crossing the street. She's behaving so furtively. Seems to be looking for something.
2: Yeah, regular old crone, isn't she?
1: Yes. She's going out on that dock toward the river. Come on, Margot. We've got to find out what she's up to. All right, quickly. Let's get behind these packing cases. You can watch her safely from these.
2: Look. She's putting the lantern on the edge of the dock.
1: Yes. Must be some sort of a signal.
2: Lamont, can you see anything on the river?
1: Well, there's quite a few searchlights playing around. Must be the police patrol boats looking for those river pirates that Kelly told us about.
2: Look, Lamont. right by the edge of the dock. Isn't that a boat moving quietly through the shadows? Yes. Yes, it is. The old lady's going back to the house.
1: I think we've stumbled on something more important than her, Margot.
2: Why, what do you mean?
1: That boat could be carrying the river pirates. Look. Let's stop the boat. Right by that seawall in front of the house.
2: You suppose they're going to unload their stolen goods right here?
1: Oh, They wouldn't dare to... Margo. What? The front of the seawall. It's swinging open.
2: Good heavens. The boat is going under it.
1: Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, their destination is the basement of number six.
2: Look, the wall is closing again.
1: Very clever. But not quite clever enough. What do you mean? I want you to go back to that lunchroom, Margo, and phone Weston. Have him send a squad here at once.
2: What are you going to do?
1: I'm paying another call on that sweet old lady in search of the missing Joe Magoney.
8: Yes? Good evening. Oh, it's you again. Yes,
1: I'd like to come in and talk to you, if I may. I'm
8: sorry, but I can't... I'll only be a moment. Oh, wait a minute. You can't come in here. I'm sorry,
1: but I am in here. The damp night air is rather chilling. I think it would be much more pleasant if we conversed in one of your rooms.
8: Oh, come back here. This is my house. You understand?
1: I thought you might be interested in knowing that I have gotten further information about Joseph Magoney, the gentleman I was seeking earlier this evening.
8: I don't care about this. You get out of my house. He was
1: found dead about an hour ago. What
8: has this Magoney got to do with me? He
1: had been in that storage vault next door.
7: Well? I think you know how he got in there.
8: That's a lie.
7: I don't believe you. You're not telling the truth. And I'm not going to leave here until you do. You're not ever going to leave here, buddy, Johnny Leitchford, friend. Well,
1: and who might this good protector be?
8: <laughs> this is my son, and he don't like Snoopers. See, he's got a way of taking care of them. Yeah, has. and I got a
7: way of taking care of you too.
8: What?
7: I heard what this guy said about McGoney.
8: No, Sonny, I don't. So know you've any... done it
7: again, huh? You didn't get rid of Magoni like I told you. Oh, goodness, it's Sonny, well, I... You're so hungry for nickels, you'd spoil our chances for a million bucks. Please, now, Johnny, Larry I... was right. She did do away with him. Knowing that ain't going to do you no good now, brother. What do you mean? You'll find out. The rat,
8: Johnny, the rat. He'll make mighty nice company for the rats, he you. Get is. going,
7: buddy. You don't think you can get away with this, do you? Open the trap door, Ma.
8: Gladly. Gladly,
7: Sonny. Now, there's a rope hanging down there. Lower yourself down on us. Your little stunt won't work. Lower I... yourself or I'll shove you down. Very well. I may go. You've
8: got to make noise, son, for the rats. That's all the others were killed. The sound of the hammering attracted the rats.
7: Okay, we'll make noise. Plenty of it. Hey! Hey!
8: Don't hey! rats. The rats are coming out in gold. Yeah, that's why
7: I'm doing it. Happy time, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, what is it? I I was looking for the gentleman who was here with me earlier this evening. Oh, yes. Come in. Come in. Thank you. Right this way.
7: More company, Ma. Yes.
8: This young lady is looking for a gentleman
2: friend. I'm sorry to trouble you, but where is he?
7: He's down below in the storage vault. In the vault? Yeah. Having a little conference with the rats.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no, no, just please. Just thought I'd tell you,
7: quiet, like.
8: Oh, you've got to let him out. He'll be killed.
7: Ain't that funny? Same idea. Come to me. Am
8: oh, my Johnny Smartie, eh? You've <laughs> seen
7: both of you. And now, sister, we wasted enough time on visitors tonight. We're getting rid of you quick. Take your hands hey. off me. Open up the trapdoor, to Mark. No, l- no, you can't.
8: The last just it. about be ready for you no. by now. <laughs> what was that? Oh, thank you. I knew we that, back, Who just talked.
1: I think. You've heard of me as the Shadow. The Shadow? Yes. I thought you'd know me.
8: What are you doing
7: here?
1: I've come to put an end to your evil doing.
7: What do you mean by that?
1: I'm aware of the work that both of you have done tonight. You old lady have sent two men to face death. And that rat hole.
8: Oh, no. no and your
1: I... son even now has a boatload of stolen goods planted beneath this house.
7: You're crazy.
1: I arrived here just in time to prevent you from sending that girl to her doom as well. I think you know that sound well enough to realize the police will be up here any minute.
7: Uh, right, and you're to blame, huh? Oh, no, so oh me like yes, it. with your petty-lossy nickel-grabbing, you ruined everything. You'd
1: better prepare to give
7: yourselves up. There'll be no escape. Oh, no, we can still get out of here. Not with the police at your front door, you can't. There's more ways than one of getting out of this joint, Shadow. And you and no, nobody else is stopping us, see? We've put out the lights. Yeah, that's right, sister. Now all of us are on even times. Come on, Ma,
8: we're making a break for the boat. That was quick thinking, son. Uh, where are you now? Over here by the door. Well, Mister Shadow, you ain't so smart after all, are you? We're getting out. Ma, oh,
3: what happened, Ma? Oh,
7: Hold on through the trap door. Oh no, Ma, Ma, you all right? Very funny, the rat. Even the rats just come out. I can feel them on my face. Here, I'm reaching down for you, Ma. Try to grab my hand. There, this light can help. Reach for my hand, Ma.
1: Don't lean so far over the edge. Um. You'll fall too.
7: That's oh. it, Ma. You've got my hand now. I said it. Hey, Ma. Don't yank so hard oh. on my arm, Ma. Yes. Ma, you're pulling me. up
1: I still feel badly, Margaret, that I was unable to bring those two people out of that rat hole alive.
2: Oh, Lamont, you did everything you could. Going down there alone, trying to save them. You're lucky you didn't get killed yourself.
1: Well, I guess the police will see to it that no one else ever gets into those vaults again.
2: Lamont, how did you get out of the rat hole the first time when they forced you down there?
1: I clung to the rope, never lowered myself down. When they closed the trap door, I waited till their footsteps moved from the room. And I opened it again and joined them as the shadow.
2: Mm, for which I'm very grateful. Well, it's all over now. Let's go out someplace, Lamar, and forget about it.
1: All right, where to?
2: Let's go see a Mickey Mouse. <laughs>
4: It's The Shadow with Murder Underground from March 9, 1941, starring Bill Johnstone and Marjorie Anderson with Ken Roberts doing the announcing as heard on Mutual. Let's take a quick break, then it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows? The Jack Benny Program. X-1. Suspense. Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on 5 CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail Them to you on five cds log on to classicradioclub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five cds for only $4.99 that's classicradioclub.com or call toll free 888-642-6556 that's 888-642-6556 and now back to hollywood 360 with carl amari well, next week, Mike, you know what? What's that? We're gonna start our Christmas programming.
3: Oh, you no. that? it's already
4: Christmas time. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play the Screen Guild Theater, the Harold Perry show, the adventures of Nero Wolf, the Red Skelton Show, the Hallmark Playhouse, and Suspense. All Christmas time shows for my team here at Hollywood Three Sixty. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.